Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today, in collaboration with MBA grad schools, we are speaking with Roxy Overacre, who, after a career in higher education, moved to Germany to pursue an MBA at ESMT Berlin. Um, can I just ask you to introduce yourself, um, tell us your name and where you're doing your MBA? Absolutely. So my name is Roxy Overacre and I am here in Berlin um, and I'm doing my MBA at ESMT, which is the European School for Management and Technology, again, based here in Berlin. Brilliant. Um, so Roxy, your career to date has mainly been in higher education. Um, can you walk us through um, your career up to this point? Absolutely, yes. Um, I guess I, it, I've i had quite a few jobs. Um, so I started off doing um, a bit of marketing for a uh, basically a consulting company back in Boston. And we did a lot of work with uh, predominantly Japan, um, Tokyo. And uh, so I, I started off with that. Um, and then I moved over to San Francisco, where I worked for a winery, again, doing a little bit of everything. It was it was very small and, and relatively new. So everything from uh, creating their social media platforms uh, to, again, uh, sales, running their tasting rooms, events, um, a little bit of everything. And then I I started working at a uh, business school in San Francisco, and there I was really doing uh, uh, sales as well as enrollment and admissions advising and recruitment. And here is where I really fell in love with uh, with MBA programs, and it was also a, a very unique school. And I was able to see these amazing things that these students were doing um, and the way education has really grown and changed, especially with regards to business. Um, and so pretty much from the beginning of working there, I knew I wanted to go into uh, eventually getting an MBA and it was just kind of waiting for the right time. Uh, so I felt as though after about five and a half to six years at this company that I really had gotten to the highest I could get without having more formal business education. Um, and so that was where I started looking at um, business schools. And uh, I would say I started off knowing I wanted to be uh, doing something, again, as as you described this um, this podcast you're talking about, you know, a different MBA program, something that is non-traditional and uh, one thing led to another and I, I found ESMT. Brilliant. Okay. Um, so you kind of, um, you, you kind of run us through really why it is that you, um, that you wanted to do an MBA. Um, I'm curious, why did you choose um, your school? Why did you choose ESMT in Berlin in particular? Yes. Yeah, so uh, again, I was looking for a, a unique school. First and foremost, I wanted to gain knowledge and I, I wanted to increase 
especially my technical skills. So I was looking for universities that focused on um, on providing those technical skills. I've also always been very interested in starting my own company. So looking for a school that uh, really focused on entrepreneurship and innovation. And I, of course, wanted to grow my network. But that was a little bit second to me. It was really learning those skills. Um, and so I felt in order to do this, I needed to be in a very small environment and I needed to be surrounded by classmates who were coming from very diverse backgrounds, not just in terms of nationality, but in terms of industry and in terms of background. And, and this is where ESMT really stood out to me was the diversity of the students, the diversity of the staff. Um, they, I, I've learned so much from my classmates that I, I never expected to. Um, and so I think that was what I was most hopeful for and, and also most pleasantly surprised with, with my school. Yeah, absolutely. Can I just ask, just to go back to a minute, you mentioned kind of wanting to um, improve your technical skills. Yes. Can I ask you, what, what kind of thing were you, are you sort of thinking about in particular? Definitely, of course. Um, everything now it seems is is about data um, and data analysts. So I was predominantly looking for that. I had done a certificate program um, through Harvard Business School in um, in business analytics, and so I wanted to further deepen that. Um, so again, going to a school where in your day to day you were really focused on uh, being better at analyzing and understanding how to interpret data for whichever field, you know, you decide to go into. Um, firstly, to ask you just to tell us a little bit more about your program um, and also um, especially what it's kind of like doing an MBA at the moment, given the current situation. Absolutely. Yes. And this is a, a question I get a lot from students who are looking to go to school is what is it actually like right now with the corona situation? And I would say that um, I, I was very fortunate being in that we're in Berlin, uh, Germany in general, I, I think has handled uh, the, the situation very well. So I was very lucky in that we were only um, online for about two months, and then we were able to come back to have in-person classes. So it really wasn't affected. We had, I believe it was about two and a half classes that were online. Um, so really not not a huge imposition to our learning. Um, and then again, it's be, it, it's such a small school. There's only 48 of us in the MBA class. Um, and so we were allowed to come back to campus basically by special permission because we were moving into our track specialization in which we break into um, our three selected tracks, which meant that there would be few enough of us in the school that we would be able to appropriately socially distance and such. Um, so, so I would say I felt very lucky during the uh, the Corona period. Um, but I think it speaks to something interesting about the school as well, which is the fact that it is very small and personalized and individual. And so you really, you don't feel like a number here at all. And so if you're having any kind of issues dealing with the Corona crisis, if you're, um, having, uh, any issues with classes themselves, the school was very responsive and very open to making sure that they were being as flexible as possible with us. So, you know, they held um, 
weekly town halls. They ask for individual feedback surveys to understand better our needs. They um, they altered some of the grading a bit to make it so that if students didn't feel comfortable coming to class, even when we were back on campus, that you know they wouldn't be affected for not actually physically being in campus. So I think it it is reflective of how the school operates in, in general, the way they were able to really respond to the, the corona situation. So you have three tracks in the program. Can I ask what the three, what the three tracks Absolutely, are? Absolutely, yes. So uh, they are um, strategic leadership, entrepreneurship, and innovation. Hmm. And uh, then there's the data analytics track. Um, and so oh. you don't have to decide about this when you apply. We are each given a sort of session overview by the uh, by the various professors in the program, and they go really in depth into what we will be learning and answer our questions. And so then after that point is when we make the decision, um, which is really nice that we have the sort of first three and a half, four months to take classes. Um, I always find that a lot of students think they know exactly what they want to do going into the MBA, and then it changes once they start taking classes and learn a bit more about what their interests are and then they're meeting with their career coaches and the career services, it, they kind of start to, to figure out where their interest really lies. And so it's nice that um, we have that flexibility to choose a, a bit later in the program which track we actually want to do. Absolutely agree. Yeah, it's it's such a funny thing. I think everyone, even if you've planned so much and you map out everything you want to do, I don't know. I, I give people a lot of credit that really stick with it because I feel like the MBA program just you grow so much that you can't help but changing by the end what you know what you what you thought you wanted Absolutely. to do. Absolutely. I it's always the the piece of advice that I give to prospective students who are either considering doing an MBA or have found the program they want to go into is just really to keep an open mind because you're going to learn so much not just you know not to sound cliche but <laughs> not just about yourself but about your interests and and your passions and really what you hope to achieve um, after the MBA so just really being open minded to um, any and all experiences into the fact that it really might wildly change throughout your time at the program. So then, so you've been in the program now uh, for quite some time. So what skills have you found have crossed over from your past experience? That's a great question. Um, I, before coming to the program, <laughs> again, uh, sort of lacking that more formal education and kind of technical background, I had really developed my soft skills. So I, I joked with my classmates coming in that, you know, I was captain soft skills, um, you know, communication and teamwork was something that I, I um, really excelled at. I, I had managed a, a team for quite some time again before coming in. And so I think those are the skills that I have been kind of, I would say, subconsciously using on a day-to-day. -day. The um, organization of, of teams, um, of work, of ideas, uh, it comes, I think, very natural to me as as well as something that I have um, worked on building upon in my professional uh, in my professional degree, and I think moreover with this program because it is uh, it's very interactive. As I've mentioned, it's very small, it's very hands on. So there's a lot of opportunity for group uh, group work and interacting with one another, and and that's where I really use those kind of soft skills that that I've perfected in in my professional experience. What skills have you 
found you've had to improve or have you know, kind of given you challenge. Oh, that's challenges. a great question. <laughs> I, I honestly feel that I've grown in every single area. I think I came in already with very strong communication skills and those have gotten better. Um, it, I would say a challenge I had faced in the beginning is um, being confident in sort of my knowledge. Um, my classmates are incredibly accomplished. Many of them are, are more senior. And um, so I think in, in the beginning, I was a, a little bit intimidated by how um, how much, uh, you know, industry knowledge they brought. And um, I think it was figuring out where I can bring value into the teams, you know, where um, there was, you know, information and skills that I had that that they didn't. So I think that was the, the very first thing that I quickly uh, was able to improve upon. Um, in terms of challenges I faced, <laughs> I would say corporate finance <laughs> was a very challenging uh, course to, to give you a very specific example. Um, I think most of my classmates would agree with me. Um, but it was something that I absolutely loved. And I have found that I really love finance because of that course and um, even elected to take an additional finance and valuation course uh, as a result. Um, so that was uh, something that, you know, a, a specific academic example of something that was very difficult, but um, really sort of eye-opening and, and helped me uh, sort of figure out an area that I, I hadn't really thought of before as, as being something I could be passionate about. And that's also interesting what you said about just, and, and you didn't, you didn't use this phrase, but I'm kind of, well, we've discussed it in the past, the kind of imposter yeah. syndrome, uh, you know, people come in and they have, you know, really have achieved a lot. And you think, at least, at least for me, I came in, you know, thinking I'm, I'm from an arts background and, um, you know, what do I bring to the table, you know, and trying to find, tan, you know, find the tangible things you bring to the table and feeling like, oh, you know, do I, do I know as much as, as they do? But actually after a few months that, that subsides and it's quite a natural thing to Absolutely. feel. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because before starting the program, I actually, I read a book on imposter syndrome that my partner gave to me because he was like, you really need this. Um, and I loved it. It was so helpful. And I, uh, just in the first week of class was speaking with some of my classmates and they were saying almost verbatim the things that I have been thinking and feeling. So I've given that book now to a handful of my classmates. And um, and I think it's it's very natural for us to all feel that way. And I think doing an MBA in general is it, it's a very nerve wracking thing. Um, if you're doing a full time program like like I am, you're putting your professional career on hold, you're investing lots and lots of money in, in many people's cases, their life savings or taking out loans. And uh, it can be quite quite a nerve wracking thing. So I think it's very natural that um, that people feel that uh, going in. And um, and that I think that imposter syndrome is, is quite a natural um, uh, sort of reaction to that. And so the question is, um, where do you go from here? That is a great question. <laughs> So um, we're in the processing, uh, the process of finishing up our career coaching. This is something um, very unique to ESMT, where they actually match us with an external career coach. Uh, their job isn't necessarily to, um, you know, help us with cover letters and and such, um, but really to help us on our career journey, so that you know we don't just get a job after graduating, but we get a career path um, that we're going to going to be happy with, you know, five, 10 years down the line. Um, and so this has been really helpful for me because coming into the MBA, I 
I really wasn't sure what I wanted after this program. And um, throughout the career coaching and, and throughout the classes I've taken, um, I've decided that, you know, I've always had this uh, startup idea for a, a company and I um, I really want to pursue it after, um, after graduating. So I, I actually have the um, trademark already and the uh, LLC has been created. Um, and so my my goal is that um, after graduating, I can uh, create this company. So then the last question is, is, is there any advice for people coming from a higher education background uh, considering an MBA that you would that you would give. Yeah, so I mentioned keeping an open mind. Other than that, I would say this is more for prospective students that haven't found a program yet. Um, I think the most important thing is to really think about what you want to get out of the program. Not necessarily, you know, I want to be a, a senior strategist for McKinsey, but rather I'm looking to um, increase my knowledge in. X, Y, and Z, or I'm really looking to increase my network because then you'll end up in the right program. I yeah. think choosing an MBA is so different than than choosing a undergraduate degree or or even a master's. Um, every school is yeah. is very unique and can offer you something different. And so, as difficult as it can be, you know, don't listen to what your friends say. <laughs> don't listen to. I would say even necessarily the rankings. I would say really listen to what you want to get out of the degree and then the value proposition for you from the school. You know, what are they offering to you and will that help you get to where you want to be um, after graduating? Uh, so I, I would say other than keeping an open mind, that would be my my other piece of advice. And then actually just kind of finishing off that question, um, how about MBAs considering moving into higher education post MBA. What any advice for them? Meaning, uh, moving into working in higher education. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I think um, I think higher education is a really interesting industry, especially given Corona. I think we're going to see some some pretty drastic changes in higher education. Um, I think it's a really interesting area. Um, we see executive MBA, uh, executive MBAs and, and executive courses being um, being more common uh, and these kind of more specialized certificate programs as well. Um, so definitely, I think if uh, if you're an MBA student that's interested in going into higher education, now is is a really, really cool time, especially given, you know, it's happening with Corona, more schools moving online and trying to bring much better online programs um, that provide much more value to students. Um, so yeah, I, I think it, it would be uh, very cool, especially if you have kind of a tech background. Um, brings us to the end. Um, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. You as well. Thank you again so much for having me. That's all from today's Modern MBA podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Marie. If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. You can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk. Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at The Modern MBA, and Twitter at MBA Modern. And aside from Apple Podcasts, you can also listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Until next time, bye! Bye!